Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. This morning we're talking about the tithe. Everybody say, we're talking about the tithe. Now that word that's found over 40 times in the Bible, it actually means a tenth of a percent. And to the believer, to me, that represents 10% of my income. Now, understand that the, the tithe is not an amount we give. It is a percent. And, you know, in God's infinite wisdom... He didn't give us a certain amount to give, a particular amount to give, because he knew that we'd be on all different levels of stewardship of what he's given us. And so by giving us a percent to give, then everybody's giving equally. Did you ever think of that? That, that the Lord put the load equally on all of us to facilitate his plans and purposes on the earth. And so the tithe represents a percent. And so it's not an amount. So first and foremost, what is the tithe? It's a tenth of a percent. And so we're just going to ask some more questions about the tithe. What does the tithe do? What's his purpose? Why did God place that into our midst? Why did he Give us the tithe. Well, in Malachi 3.10, I'm reading from the message, it says, bring your full tithe, or your 10%, to the temple treasury, so that there will be ample provisions in my temple. So understand that the tithe, God instituted the tithe, so that there will always be resources his vision on the earth. Amen. 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 I mean, that's what kept the temple going in the Old Testament. That's what keeps the church going in the New Testament. Amen. Do you realize that the, that the reason that this church has been up and about for over 30 years is because we've had faithful believers to tithe and bring enough money into the church that we could pay all the bills and to get the gospel out to the world. Amen. Amen. So thank you. Amen. You're <laughs> Question number three. Question number three. Who does the tithe belong to? Amen. Look at Leviticus 27.30. Leviticus 27.30. It says that every tithe of the land, so that means all the increase from the land, a 10% of that, whether it be the seed of the land or of the fruit of the trees, notice it says the tithe is the Lord's. Amen. 
This is what makes this, this percentage so valuable. It's the Lord's. Amen. And notice that because it's the Lord, it says that it is holy to the Lord. So when you or I bring the tithe to the Lord, we're giving him a, a holy substance. It's actually a substance from heaven. Because it's the Lord's. And so that's what makes it so powerful in its exchange. Amen. Because we're giving him a substance that is holy and that is pure. Amen. Now I can remember, I'm not going to tell you how many years ago, but years ago, <laughs> as we say it, back in the day, I was just, I was just new in the things of God. I was really pretty much a blank canvas. Even though I was brought up in the local church, I, I really didn't get much. Because they just did the same thing every week. Did some of you go to a church like that? And uh, so I didn't really get much. I just thought that we were just doing our religious duty. That's what we were there for. I didn't really know the purpose of the church. And so I had no concept of giving. I had no point of reference. And so I'm, I'm new in the things of God, and I'm just on fire. I just am so consumed with how much God loves me and how much I love him. And I can remember I was, uh, I was working for Neil. Neil had a 40-acre parcel outside of Lions, and it had a uh, sandstone formation in there they call Lions Red. And so I was in his pit, and I was his stone cutter. I cut stone. I used to cut uh, eight pallets of stone every day. That would be somewhere around, I don't know, 12 ton of stone every day. And so I'm in the quarry, and it's hot, and that, boy, those, those red pits, they just reflect the heat, and so it was hot. But I didn't, it didn't, I didn't bother me. I was just thinking about how good God was to me. Because, you know, Amen. it wasn't too long ago I was on my way to hell, and now I'm on my way to heaven. Amen. You know, it wasn't too long ago that I was burdened by sin, and now I'm free from sin. It wasn't too long ago that, that I thought God hated me. Now I know he loves me. Amen. Right? And I'm just like, woohoo! I was just happy. And uh, I was just so consumed with thankfulness. I was just so consumed with just appreciative of what he had done for me. Because, you know, I didn't earn it. And I certainly didn't deserve it. And he did it. And so I was thinking about this in my heart and just pondering about it while I was working. And then all of a sudden I just stopped. And I said, Lord, you have done so much for me. Is there something I could do for you? And uh, he spoke to me. And I didn't hear a voice. I didn't have a vision. But, but he, he, he spoke to my knower, you know. You got an unction from the Holy One and you know Amen. all things. It's, it's, he spoke to me in my heart. Yes, come on. And, and he just said this. Well, you can give. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I can give. 
I can what? Give. Yeah. 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 I can give. Amen. That's right. Amen. At church I'm going to Bethel Temple, they pass a plate around. I can give. Yeah. I can give. Yeah. Amen. Hey, I can give. Oh, I can give. And uh, that was the very first thing that I ever did for the Lord. Come on. Come on. Amen. Now, you know, back then, you know, I'd throw five bucks into the plate. Back, back then, five bucks would buy my family a four dinner at Wendy's. I'd like to see you do that now. <laughs> And, and I didn't even know what the tithe was. But, you know, when you start getting curious about something and you start walking it out, then you start getting, you know, you start looking into it. And that's when I found, about, found out about the tithe. Amen. Come on. And I started bringing my, my money to church with me. And the very first time I did that was supernatural. Because I knew I was following his instructions to give. And Mary and I, we've been doing it ever since. Which begs the question... And I'm sure no one in this room has ever thought this question, has never spoke this question out loud. Do I have to tithe? Some of you may have heard other people ask that question. Right? Do I have to tithe? Well, understand that God has given each one of us a free will. And nobody has to do anything. Come on. Come on. You don't have to love the Lord with all your heart. You don't have to forgive. God's not standing over you getting ready to hit you with a ball bat if you don't do something. He doesn't get, get your arm behind you and say, forgive so and so. These, these things, that, these instructions that are in the word of God, we don't have to do them. Now, let me make another statement along these lines. And, and if you don't do it, he'll never love you less for it. Come on, Amen. Amen. come on. Amen. That's it. That's right. That's it. Because whether we realize it or not, every one of us is missing it somewhere every day. Come on. Amen. I, I, has anyone noticed that besides me? Yeah. I mean, every day. We're making mistakes. We're missing the mark. That's right. But he doesn't love us any less. That's right. Come on. That's right. That's true. That's right. Amen. 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 So technically, <coughs> technically, you don't have to tithe. Amen. I don't have to tithe. Right? right. I'm a free moral agent. Amen. And really... That's why it's so valuable when you do. Come on. Come on. Amen. Because you don't have to. Yes. That's good. That means you're doing it willingly. <laughs> Woo! 
You, got, you, you do it willingly. And that's where the reward goes. That's what a cheerful giver is. Amen. You're doing it willingly. Amen. Now, let me, let me say this. This will help us. Only one-third of your being has been changed by God. Your spirit received a heavenly birth. And it has the very life and nature of God in it. And it's always willing to do whatever God says. However, that spirit has been placed in clay. Come on. Your spirit is now in a clay pot, your body. And your body, my body, is unchanged. Amen. Your mind still has the residue from the world in it. That's why we're instructed to renew it, to reprogram it, to change the way that we think, change our motives, change our perspective, right? Change our attitude, right? But that's still under construction. Come on. So when you start talking about giving or tithing, mm-hmm. that goes cross grain to our flesh and our mind. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Understand that biblical principles are completely opposite than the world's way of doing things. Yeah. So, you've got to understand that there's going to be a little bit of a challenge that we will always have to go through every time we see something in his book that gives us light and instruction and helps us to see God's way of doing things that two-thirds of us will go, what? How's that going to work? Well, let me ask you this question. Why did I start to give? Because I saw it in my heart. And I told my body to shut up. I told my mind to shut up. Amen. And sometimes we just have to do that if we're going to progress in the things of God. That's right. It's got to be a hard thing. So anybody that's still struggling in this area, then just get into his book and let him talk to you. Amen. Come on. Just get into his book and let him talk to you. And if you're still convinced that that's not something that you should be doing, then please don't do it. Please don't do it. Don't ever do something in Christendom that you feel like you have to do. Because that, that tells me my heart's not right. Some things we just have to grow into. That's right. Come on. Took me a while to forgive my mother-in-law. Hey. You never did. Actually, Alice, I loved her. You she was she was awesome. That's where Mary gets a lot of her awesome char- you know, characteristics. But I say that because a lot of us guys can really relate to that. Come on. Amen. <laughs> Question number five. Isn't it true that tithing is an Old Testament principle? And that we in the New Testament are exempt. We've got to get out of jail free card for tithing. <laughs> right? 
Come on, Pastor. That, that's, that's, that's in the law. The tithing's in the law. We've been redeemed from the law. Come on, wake up, Pastor. What's wrong with you? Well, only Jesus. Well, this will help us then in answering this question. Because really, this is what a lot of people go around saying, think that the, thinking that they're scriptural, but they really they just reveal how ignorant they are of the Word of God. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I, oh, wow. I, I, was, I promised to be nice this morning. I don't know what happened there. That just kind of flew out. Well, what God has done, Yes, a lot of things in the Old Testament have been superseded by what Christ did through redemption. We're not instructed to sacrifice animals, present animal bloods on the altar. We don't have to, you know, observe, you know, the Jewish calendar and celebrate all the holidays they did. You don't see any of that in the New Testament. So anything in the old that God wants us to continue to practice, he brought those Old Testament scriptures and principles into the new. Glory. Hallelujah. Jesus was, was quoting precedents all the time in his ministry. And he brought those things from the old into the new by having the writers of the New Testament to quote the old. And so any Old Testament practice that God has brought into new is to be considered as the will of God for us to do today. Amen. 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 Does that make sense? So that brings up the next question then. Well, is tithing found in the New Testament? Is it taught in the New Testament? Can you even, you know, find that word in the New Testament? Well, apparently you can. Going over to Luke 11. Luke 11, and let's look at the 42nd verse, and this is Jesus speaking. So Jesus is speaking here in Luke 11:42. He says, Woe unto you, or judgment will come to you, you Pharisees, these were religious leaders of the Jewish uh, religion. He says, you tithe. They do what? They tithe. They, they make payments with the mint and the rue and all But they pass over other things that they're supposed to be doing. You pass over judgment and the love of God. Now, this is, who's this speaking? This is Jesus. He makes this statement to them, to them. In reference to tithing, he says, this ought you have to have done. Wouldn't you think it'd be a good place right in there for Jesus to say, well, you don't have to tithe anymore because now we're in the New Testament. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. No, he says, you ought to you you, you have done that. Yeah. You should have tithed. Yeah. But don't just tithe. Also, do these other things over judgment and the love of God. So here we have Jesus bringing tithing into the New Testament. Amen. 
But that's not the only place it's found. There's a, ver- there's a more prominent place. And, but first, uh, let's, let's go to Genesis chapter 14. We'll come back to the New Testament. But I want us to consider Abram this morning. You may know him as Abraham. I want you to look at Abram. And we're in Genesis chapter 14. And this is going to this is going to get good here. You ready for this? Genesis 14:18 and just to give us a little filler information. You remember that Abram's nephew Lot, he was living in Sodom and uh, him and his family and there was these renegade nations or tribes that came in and they pillaged both Sodom and Gomorrah. And they kidnapped all the folks. They took all their possessions. They took all their animals. And they pillaged both cities and they left. Well, someone from Sodom who got away from, you know, being captured, he remembered Abram because he was a Hebrew. And so this man came and visited Abram and said, hey, your, your nephew just got kidnapped and his family. And all the possessions and a lot of the wives and children of the city have been, have been kidnapped and they're gone. And Abram decided, well, I'm going to step in and I'm going to make this right. So he gathers his manservants, I think there's like over 300 of them. And they went... And by an act of God, a a supernatural intervention of God, God used them to overcome the tribes that stole from the two cities. And Abram and his men overcame these enemies and took back all the possessions that were stolen, plus all their possessions. (laughs) And grabbed all the men and the women and the children and the critters and brought them back. To Sodom. Amen. And so here comes Abram, who was completely victorious over these tribes that had stolen from his nephew in these cities, and he's bringing all the people back, and now everything that he has is now his. Amen. Right? Because he went and recaptured everything and then took all of the things that these other tribes had. So he comes back pretty well off. Amen. Amen. And so we find Abram here in verse 18. It says that Melchizedek, and here the Old Testament calls him the king of Salem. He went out to greet Abram. He sees him coming. And it says that he brought out both bread and wine for him. Well, what's bread and wine? That's the sign of the covenant. Right? And Melchizedek, it said that he was the priest or God's representative on the earth. He was the priest of God, the Most High. Notice in verse 19 that the priest blessed Abraham. 
Blessed be Abram? By who? He didn't bless him by himself. He blessed him by the name of the Lord. He blessed him by the God, the Most High. Because he's the possessor of heaven and earth. And so verse 20 says, And blessed be God the Most High who delivered your enemies into your hands. So he's saying, the priest is telling Abram, the reason that you were able to win the victory in this case is because the, God, the Lord God, the Almighty, the Most High was with you. Yes. And he enabled you. Mm-hmm. Amen. He empowered you. Amen. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we think that some of these things that we have, we got it ourselves. You know? And sometimes we forget where we get our breath from. Come on. Amen. Sometimes we, we forget where we get our wisdom from, our strength, yes. our opportunities. Yes, come on. Come on. You know? But not Abram. Not Abram. He knew that God gave him favor. He knew that God gave him the victory. He knew the Lord blessed him. What was his response? And Abram gave the priest, the representative of God, a tenth of everything. Now, this is what I want us to see as we're getting ready to close. Abram, by giving the tithe to the Most High Priest, in doing that, he didn't honor the priest, he honored God. Amen. So in essence, who was Abram tithing to? To God. Now check this out. And God gave excuse me, and Abram gave God a tenth of everything. So we understand that God was being blessed by Abram because Abram recognized that that increase he had was because of God's help and assistance. Now, I've got a big question to ask us. This event that we just read here in Genesis happened 400 years before Moses got the Ten Commandments from God. This event happened 1,500 years before Christ was born on the earth. Abram had no law, Abram had no Bible. How did he know to tithe? The front row got it. He knew because of his relationship with God. Amen. Amen. How do you think that Adam and Eve after they transgressed against God, knew to sacrifice an animal to them, to to God, and to clothe themselves with the animal. 
because of their relationship with God. God told them. How did Abram know to tithe? God told him. How did Bruce? Please stop laughing, Paul. <laughs> Love you, brother. In that in that that first Sunday when I put the five bucks into the plate, how did I know to do that? In here. In here. From God. So God taught Abram how to honor him. Here's the kicker. Why would God tell us how to honor him? So then he would have permission to honor us. See, God doesn't put yokes on us to do things. You got to do this. You got to do that. Every time he gives us this instruction, is so there can be an exchange that takes place. Forgive, and then I'm going to be able to forgive you. Give, and then I'll be able to give to you. Honor me, and I'm going to be able to honor you. Everything, he, every instruction he gives us is to benefit you and me. It's not a yoke. It's not a burden. So how about we just stop here? I got more we could do, but I'm going to stop here. And what we're going to do is the next time we get together, we have to answer another question. I need a New Testament example, other than the one we've already given from Jesus, that tithing is for you and I. Okay? And we'll get that done, but really what I want to get to is we're going to see why it was so important for God to set up this exchange. What is the exchange? Me giving back to him his tithe so that he could do something towards you and I. Amen. Amen. That's really where we need to get because we need to have faith for that. Yeah. I said we got to have faith for that. Yeah. We got to have faith for what this exchange provides for you and me. Right. Yes. So please don't allow this to be like this is some kind of a yoke. Right? Because you don't, you don't have to do any, anything. Right. right? I'm not teaching on this so that more people will tithe. I'm teaching all this to those who are already tithing will receive the benefit of the exchange by faith. Amen? Go ahead and stand up. So next time we'll look at New Testament examples of tithing, and then we're going to find out why God set this up. It wasn't just to get his plan done through the church. It was also something that, that will benefit you and I. Amen. And so we'll look at that next time. So Father, we thank you for the truth of your word. We thank you for all scripture. It's profitable because it comes from you. 
And so we thank you, Lord God, that as we hear your word, as we believe your word, as we put your word into action, that the blessing comes on us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everyone believe and said? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Be careful out there. It looks to me like the road is dry, but just be careful. See you tonight at 6.